You have put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise. A sound that resonates that all of heaven and earth may worship you. We tread the hills to meet with you, to see your majesty in all that surrounds us. For it speaks and displays the eternal God of ages, creator, author, victor. In love, you established an everlasting covenant with your people, and it's your love that captivates us. As children of the King, we rush in as waves unrestrained, overcome, overwhelmed, that the King crowned in glory and splendor would reach down to place a crown upon our heads. So we raise our banner, the banner we boldly stand under, the banner of Jesus Christ. From dusk to dawn, from age to age, your praise resounds in all the earth. Deliverer, Redeemer, ruler of an everlasting kingdom that cannot be shaken. We trust in the name of Christ Jesus, the only King forever. Welcome to Zion's Redemption Radio. This is Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. The guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. You can find this at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. And the text will also be posted on my Facebook wall at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977. You can also find the text and the audio to this radio program on iTunes at Fundamentally Mormon and in the different Facebook groups that I am an admin of. Some of those groups are LDS Last Days Prophecy and Gospel Discussions, LDS Gospel Mysteries, Latter-day Unity, and others. You can find the pages that I admin also on my Facebook wall. And if you enjoy this program, please friend request me or follow me and uh, make me one of your close friends. We try to put out as many episodes as we can during the week. But I'm thankful for you to be here today. Let's get right into the reading today. We are going to be reading out of Ogden Kraut's books. You can find his books for free to read online at ogdenkraut.com. That's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T.com. That's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T.com. I guess I'm gonna doing this. Damn it! Um, are you there? Yeah. Um, it's not how you start a radio show. Um. <laughs> no. Um, it's not how you start a radio show. No, no. 
for anyway, some reason, my tablet just... says that the introduction music is still playing. It's only 30 seconds into it, too. <laughs> Refresh your tablet. Uh, this is Fundamentally okay. Mormon. Today is July 21st, 2021. Uh, guest caller number is 917-889-8827. We're going to be reading part, uh, part two of Chapter 8 of Holy Priesthood, Volume 6 starting with Joseph Smith holds the keys forever. And this starts on page 148 of Holy Priesthood, Volume 6. And on Ensign to the Nations, it starts on, I don't know, because Emma uh, has the book in his hand. Um, specifically in Volume 2 of Ensign to the Nations, it's on page 980. All right. Uh, All right. Technically, nine hundred eighty-one. So, uh, yes. Now I just remembered that I have to talk to you about the program last night. When I play the end music, that is the end music. But I say I'm going to play a recording to wrap it up. That is the end of us being vocal on the program. Okay, so when I play a recording to end the program, and then I play the music, I don't want to hear you get on and say, Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Come, please come back to Mayberry, because I like to talk over the radio show. No, no, Emmett. No, no. You may respond. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, I was just in uh, Sunnyside Dip there on Highway 6. At least that's what I call it. I don't know what everybody else calls it. I got my own nickname. And every once in a while, the other guys set me straight on what the actual landmark or whatever like the other day i found out that when i'm talking about wellington cut that's uh cat scratch hill i think i i think i'm not exactly sure i was like what are you talking i was like where you at oh i'm at cat scratch hill where's that at coming down into wellington how you go through that little cut there and i said oh i just always called that wellington cut so Anyway, I'm doing short hauls tonight over to Price, so I will break up here and there. And uh, Kim is actually um, my daughter, the 12-year-old. They were top seat in their baseball whatever, and they lost the championship. So I think Kim is taking her out to ice cream or something and trying to calm her down because she's mad because they lost. And it was because of a bunch of stupid errors by everybody on the team. Like, what in the world were you guys thinking? Like, apparently the shortstop caught the ball, so she got one out. The bases were loaded. She could have threw it anywhere, which if the bases are loaded, you throw it home. Because uh, if 
the one running from third base to home has to run back, and then the other person is going from second to third doesn't see it, they, they both can't be on the same base. And you are bound to get them both out. But she just held it and looked around like, I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I am about to go through Wellington Cut, and I should have opened with a prayer because I am going to uh, get into an accident because people don't see my turn signal and I'm losing my lane. Oh, the life of a truck driver. I've been doing this for 25 years. Uh, well, with the exception of my mission and then uh, a few other things, but short stints away from trucking. But anyway, um, are you ready to read for tonight? Yep. Good job. Uh. Good deal. I I was actually going to record this program earlier and just record it because I knew that Kim wouldn't be able to be on, and Emmett protested me doing a pre-recording because uh, he wanted to read. So he enjoys I was this like, stuff. But I like oh, reading. We also found out. We also found out that the 12-year-old um, is going to marry this Mormon kid, and I told her she's 12. Okay, first of all, no. Second of all, uh, what? Anyway, I said, look, when you're old enough, I will allow you to get married to him, but you have to do, you have to read on the program for five years so that you can properly be inoculated against Mormonism. Uh, so that you well, can protect false. yourself from the Mormons. <laughs> From from the mainstream church, which is in apostasy. So, and uh, we're all, Emmett's still a member of the LDS church, so I'm hoping that we can get him properly educated so he can be in seminary and institute and go on a mission. Oh, yeah. Planting moles in the church, which is one of my favorite things to do. Like a lot of the... Uh, the people that come to me to get baptism, uh, some of them are fundamentalists, and they go back to their fundamentalist groups, and they are a light to those people there. And, you know, and some of them, actually the majority of them, are members of the LDS church who come to me to get baptism, and we don't talk about it because we don't want the LDS church to know who they are, have any kind of hints or clues. But they go back into their wards, and I love it because they are a light to the people, and when false doctrine is being preached, they can go back to these radio shows that they've read the text of and learned, uh, you know, different things, and they can actually quote things and say, well, didn't so-and-so, who is the leader of the church, say this? Doesn't that contradict what you're saying now? You know, so, uh, you know, I'm a bowl maker, and I love it. And we're going to, like, chew apart the inside of the church as much as we can, uh, at least until they repent, which everybody's waiting for the house of God to be set in order. Uh, and they think that that means the church itself will be set in order. Well, the only way it's going to be set in order is if God comes down or sends his witness 
to excommunicate them, these leaders of the church. And it has to be more of a public thing than a private thing, because guess what? They already lost their priesthood. That happened in 2013. But most people don't realize that, you know. But either way, uh, because of what Heber J. Grant did from 1921 uh, and after that, uh, they did not confer priesthood. Uh, but they only ordained the offices, so many of the people in the church don't even ha- didn't even have the priesthood uh, up until 2013. There were some, and uh, well, 2013, God uh, fulfilled Daniel chapter 12, which talks about a servant who scatters the power of all the holy people, or in other words the priesthood of the Latter-day Saints. In Daniel chapter 12, it happens right before the end comes. Go and take a look at it. It's right there. did not know that it was there until after God told me what he wanted me to do uh, with the authority that he gave me. And I asked, why do you want me to do this? And he said, if they will not accept you as my witness, I will not accept them. So... I am the witness that did happen. Sorry about your luck. I'm not going to argue with you about it because I might argue about, like, things that I'm speculating on. But this, I know, I know that you have had your your priesthood severed. Every single branch of Mormonism, everyone who has true priesthood, every single one of you, because there was a hard reset, and it is over with. And if you don't come to me to get your key, or your priesthood authority, that that includes men and women, by the way, because the matriarchal priesthood has been restored, and you just ain't going to have it. And I know, you know what, you've had smooth things taught to you so long that you probably aren't ready to hear and it's the truth. Ahmed, you're breaking up a bit. I know, I'm on wash plant. I don't know where, like, any of these places are that you're at. Like, I don't know, like, spatially where they're at. I just know, oh, that means you're, like, ten minutes away from here or it's from there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Wash plant. But I guess I'm going to read it. <laughs> Well, uh, can you dedicate the program real quick and then go ahead with the reading? Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. I want to mute myself. Who may dedicate? Okay. Okay. Well, you're breaking up now, so. Okay. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I'm thankful for this day. Please help that we'll all be able to do all the things that we need to do. Please help the radio show to go as well as it possibly can. Um, Please help my dad to not break up so that he can talk about all the things he would like to talk about. Please help my mom uh, to get here soon or to be done giving Olivia ice cream soon. And please help Olivia calm down and know that it isn't all her fault because most of her team, uh, from the sound of it, wasn't doing the best. Um, That I'll be able to read at least okay, and not stutter as much as I do. And please help that everything will go okay. 
uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Emmett, before you start, so I used to be really bad at reading, really, really bad. And it took a long time to read out loud and not have that many problems. I still, I wish I was better. But um, what I did was I would read uh, college textbooks onto tape recorders. And then while I was driving at night, driving my semi-truck, I would listen to the textbook that I had read. And then that helped me to be able to ace all the tests. And, like, that's how I went to college. So, like, God told me many, 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 many years ago, before I even realized I was going to be doing any of this, that I needed to practice learning to read out loud. And he gave me suggestions on what to do. So you're 15. When I was 15, I could not read out loud hardly at all. So you're actually doing a really good job. So, and my IQ is higher than yours. So you were doing better than me back then. So, but not much. I mean, I'm 147. <laughs> you're what? 140? I don't know. I haven't, like, even heard about that in forever, like, my IQ. Uh, I'll well, assume I'm somewhere around what you said. I think Mom said you're around 140, so that's pretty good for your age. But anyway, so um, one thing about Emmett and I, we are very intelligent people, but we have slower processing speeds which really sucks. If we had high processing speeds with the high intelligence, that'd be awesome, but we don't. So it takes us a minute to think about things and to process things, um, but the actual IQ, according to the tests that we have both received from professionals, uh, were up in the 140s, not quite 150s. So anyway, Emmett, I am pulling into the spur. You know where that's at, right? Yeah. Because you guys drop me off to me here all the time. It's Savage. Oh, there. Okay. I know where that is. They call this the spur. All right. I'm going to mute myself. i got to go up on the Grizz and jump out of the truck and get my gate locks and dump my trailers. So just go ahead and read, and I will interrupt you when I am ready to interrupt you. So don't worry about page numbers, but I do want you to read the page numbers so that the reader who is reading along can follow along with us. And if they get lost, you tell them the page number, they'll be able to find their place pretty easy. So I will mute myself, go ahead and read, and then I will interrupt you as soon as I can interrupt you. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, so we are on uh, Enzyme to the Nation by Ogden Kraut. Uh, volume 2, page 981, uh, Holy Priesthood, Volume 6. And in Holy Priesthood, Volume 6, we are on page 148, um, but we're at the subdivision. The Joseph Smith holds these keys forever. Joseph Smith holds these keys forever. Among the keys that Joseph Smith held were the powers of communication between the living and the dead. The doctrine of the Lord is that the rights of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven. The NC, Volume 121, uh, uh, what's it called? Can't think of it. 
Uh, uh, DNC section one twenty one. DNC section one twenty one. Verse. What's the verse? Thirty six. There you go. Okay, section for DNC. You got to remember that in verse. If those who suppose all the keys of the priesthood have to be consigned to some mortal, they, then they do not understand these keys. Joseph Smith uh, first was ordained to hold the keys of this dispensation before he bo- was born. Second, he had them while he was on the earth. Third, he still holds them. And fourth, he will hold on to them for eternity. On the 8th of March, the assurance by revelation was given to the prophet that the keys of this kingdom shall never be er, shall never be taken from thee while thou art in the world, neither in the world to come. Uh, section 90, uh, 3. I don't know. SEC, I, that might be a separate book. I'm just saying section 90, uh, verse 3. This confirms upon the head of Joseph Smith the presidency of the great dispensation he was in. he was the instrument in the hands of God in introducing into the world. Henceforth he stands at the head of it, whether on heaven or whether in heaven or in earth. Page one hundred and forty nine. Footnote It was doubtless he thought or in this revelation that led one of the prominent disciples to sing after the death of the prophet. Great is his glory and endless to his priesthood. Ever and ever the keys he will hold. Faithful and true he will enter his kingdom, crowned in the midst of the prophets of old. Praise to the man, LDS Hymn by W.W. Phelps. Uh, CHC, uh, Volume 1, page 307, I'm assuming. When Joseph Smith was killed... Okay, Correlated History of the Church, Volume 1, page 307. When Joseph Smith was killed, he did not lose any power, authority, or keys over this people. The term dead prophet has nothing to do with his right to continue presiding over this people. Benjamin Johnson quotes an interesting and comforting account where the prophet declared he would conjure, or no, he would continue working with this people even after his death. After he, Joseph Smith, had at evening preached with great animation to a large congregation and had blessed 19 children, he turned to me and said, Benjamin, I am tired, let us go home, which only a block distant we soon reached. And entering, we found a warm fire with a large chair in front and my wife sitting near near with her babe, our eldest, upon her lap and approaching her. I said, now, Melissa, see what we have lost by not going to meeting brother joseph has blessed all the children in the place but ours and it is left out in the cold but the prophet at once said you shall lose nothing and proceeded to bless our firstborn and then with a deep drawn breath as a sign of weariness he sank down heavily in his chair and said oh i do get so tired and weary that at times i almost yearn for my rest and then proceeded to briefly recount to us some of the most stirring events of his life's labors, sufferings, and sacrifices. And then he said, I am getting tired and would like to go to my rest. His words and tone 
thrilled and shocked me, and like an arrow pierced my hopes that he would long remain with us. And I said, as with a heart full of tears, Oh, Joseph, what could we as a people do without you, and what would become of the great Latter-day work if you should leave us? He saw and was touched by my emotion, and in reply he said, Benjamin, I would not be far away from you, and if on the other side of the veil, I would still be working with you. Power greatly increased to rule on this kingdom. Such was the tone, earnestness, and pathos of his word to me then, that they cannot be fully recalled but with emotion. Uh, Johnson, letter to Gibbs, uh, PP 16 to 17. Uh, We are on page 150. Orson Hyde uh, mentions that those who enter into the celestial kingdom will have to pass by Joseph Smith because he holds the keys of the kingdom. Now, if Brother Joseph yet holds the keys of this kingdom, I would ask how is it any or how is any man going to get by Joseph into the celestial kingdom of God if they oppose and seek to destroy the principles laid down by Brother Joseph? Times and Seasons, Volume 5, page 651. Joseph holds those keys which will unlock the door into the kingdom of God every man, or to every man who is worthy to enter, and which will close that door against every soul that will not obey the law of God. Gospel Doctrine, Joseph Fielding Smith, page 501. In a revelation to Joseph Smith, the Lord said, Verily I say unto you, The keys of this kingdom shall never be taken from you. While thou art in the world, neither in the world to come. Nevertheless, uh, through you shall the oracles, revelations, be given to another, yea, even unto the church. D&C, section 90, verse 3 to 4. We know that many people held the keys of the kingdom. So what did he mean? That was before uh, they were rejected as a church with their dad. So, uh, you know, chronological order does make a difference here. Go ahead, Emma. Okay. Um, We know that many people held the keys of the kingdom. So what did he mean? The answer, of course, is in the question. What keys of the kingdom would he hold? He would hold the keys of a dispensation. And what did he mean by the oracles that others would receive? The applicable dictionary definition here is divine announcements or revelations. The word oracle can be defined as one, revelation, two, a man of God, or three, a holy place, depending on its usage. We're on page 151. Anything to say? I would love to speak right now, but I am in a bad area. If you can hear me, the Hebrew definition of oracle does not mean a man of God or a holy place. The oracle of God comes from the word oral, which means to speak. Hold on here. The Hebrew definition of the word oracle means the word of God as delivered by the prophet. That is an oracle. The LDS church wants you to think that they, the leaders of the church, are the oracles. 
if they don't have the oracles, then uh, there's a problem, and they don't have the oracles. So they've got to change definitions to gaslight you in order for you to believe that they are the oracles, but they're not. The oracle, what an oracle is, is the word of God that's given to the prophet who, is, who delivers it to the people. So for instance, when I received the revelation to restore the matriarchal priesthood upon mom, I was given a written oracle to deliver to her. I am not the oracle. I received the oracle, and I delivered it to her. That's an oracle. Anyway, I, it just drives me nuts when people want to gaslight and they want to twist things around because they know that they don't receive the oracles of God in the church, so they're going to change the definition in order to get you to think that they're the oracles when they don't have any of the fruit of having oracles. They have no revelation, so they're not revelators. They do not see any visions, so they are not seers. And they do... Uh, You were like right in the middle of that, and you broke up a bit. How... Uh, cell phone. You know, I, I know it says you said there are there are no prophets or or whatever you said. The last one not was prophets. Sears. Yeah. Well, they don't see. They're not they, prophets, don't, they don't get they don't vision see, to they deliver. Don't <clears throat> so Daniel was a seer. He saw visions. He was able to interpret dreams. He was a seer. But these guys, they don't have any of the fruits of being any of the things that they claim to be. And even the oracles part, they have to change the definition and try to say, well, well, the oracles of God, we're the oracles of God. No, the oracles of God, if you had ever received them, are the words of God that deliver, as given to the prophet to deliver to the people. And they don't get the oracles. There are no thus saith the Lord revelations. Is there an apostle? So, anyway, go ahead, Emma. Okay, continuing on. Uh, I have, like, something wrong with my throat. Okay, anyways, continuing on. Consider the following use of oracles when it means revelations. What constitutes the kingdom of God? Where there is a prophet, a priest, or a righteous man unto whom God gives his oracles, there is the kingdom of God. And where the oracles of God are not, there the kingdom of God is not. Uh, DHC, uh, Volume 5, page 257. This is the place, Nauvoo, that is appointed for the oracles of God to be revealed. Uh, DHC 5, uh, Volume 5, page 355. When the term oracles refers to revelations, it implies that certain keys can be conveyed from God to man. In the case of Joseph Smith, these oracles, or revelations, would be given through him to the church from the other side of the veil. Brigham Young understood well the eternal calling of the prophet Joseph. Are the keys of the kingdom taken from Joseph? Oh no. Well then, he still lives. 
He that believes in Jesus as Joseph did, they will never die. They may lay down their lives, but they still hold the keys. Uh, DHC, Volume 7, page 287. Wilford Woodruff had the same understanding. The same priesthood exists on the other side of the veil. Every man who is faithful in his quorum there, who is faithful, is in his quorum there. When a man dies and his body is laid in the tomb, he does not lose his position. The prophet Joseph Smith held the keys of this dispensation on this side of the veil, and he will hold them throughout the countless ages of eternity. Discourse, or, yeah, Discourses of Wilford Woodruff, edition Durham, uh, or editorial Durham, page 77. Joseph Smith went into the spirit world to unlock the prison doors in this dispensation or generation. He stayed here long enough to lay the foundation of this kingdom and obtain the keys belonging to it. Journal of Discourses, uh, Volume 21, page 194. We're on page 152. Well, hell, if they, it, if they say it, it must be true. The reason why Brigham Young was talking about the keys it's because they were uh, the members were wondering if the if the church held the keys still now that Joseph Smith was gone. So instead of saying what or answering their question, he did what the church does today. Well, I'm going to answer the question that should have been asked instead of just answering the question. Um, and then this whole thing about well, Joseph Smith went down into hell and unlocked the gates of the prison. No, Jesus did that. Joseph Smith did not do that. Stop deifying a prophet. That's disgusting. But you know what? We get a lot of quotes from men who uh, proclaim to be leaders. And, well, they must know it all, so let's just quote them because it must be true. Well, if you're deceived by these Judas goats, you deserve to be deceived. The people who go and get revelation don't have to worry about being deceived by Judas goats. And that goes for the Judas goats that were back then who were rejected as a church with their dead, as Jesus said they would be, or or the Judas goats that are here today that are trying to destroy uh, the Melchizedek priesthood and all kinds of other things. And uh, and proclaim Jesus to be, I mean Joseph Smith to be God the witness, and whatever. Anyway, so I'll mute myself. Go ahead. Okay. Well, he's going to mute himself, and I'm going to continue reading. And the same from Franklin D. Richards. When he Joseph Smith went away, he went with the keys of this last dispensation to the prison of the House of the Dead of the prison house of the dead, who had died in times that were past, and he, his brother Hiram, and the brethren of the Twelve Apostles, for there are now nearly a quorum of the Twelve Apostles with them, constitute a great mighty church in the spirit world, laboring and preaching the gospel to the spirits of our fathers who are in prison. Journal of Discourses, Volume 26, page 301. When we no longer pay heed to the dead prophets, the door against any further revelation from them, we lose the opportunity to benefit from the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The doctrines they taught 
when they were alive, as well as additional teachings after they are dead, are fundamental and basic parts of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, my headset was on. This whole concept is described beautifully by Parley P. Pratt. If, on the other hand, we deny the philosophy or the fact of spiritual communication between the living and those who have died, we deny the very foundation from which emanated the great truths or principles which were the foundation of both the ancient and modern church. Who communicated with Jesus and his disciples on the Holy Mount, Moses and Elias from the invisible world? Who bestowed upon the apostles the commission to preach the gospel to every creature in all the world? He that had passed the veil, uh, S-I-C, of death, and had dwelt in the spirit world, yea, he had the or he that had ascended far on high above the realms of death and far beyond all the principalities and powers of the spirit world and had entered and been crowned in the mansions of mortal flesh. Uh, page 153. Anything to say, Dad? No, I just keep reading. Okay. <clears throat> Who communicated with the beloved disciple on the Isle of Patmos? I think I'm pronouncing that right. And revealed these sublime truths contained in his prophetic book. He that liveth and was dead was through his angel who declared to John, Behold, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets that have the testimony of Jesus. Who communicated with our great modern prophet and revealed through him as a medium the ancient history of a hemisphere, and the records of the ancient dead. Moroni, who had lived upon the earth 1,400 years before, who ordained the prophet Joseph Smith, or who ordained Joseph the prophet and his fellow servant to the uh, preparatory priesthood, preparatory priesthood, to baptize for the remission of sins. John the Baptist, who had been beheaded, who ordained our first founders to the apostleship, to hold the keys of the kingdom of God in these times of restoration, or in these, the times of restoration. Peter, James, and John from the eternal world who instructed him in the mysteries of the kingdom and in all things pertaining to the priesthood, law, philosophy, sacred architecture, ordinances, ordinances, sealings, anointings, baptisms for the dead, and in the mysteries of the first, second, and third heavens, many of which are unlawful to utter angels and spirits from the eternal worlds. <clears throat> oh. Who revealed to him the plan of redemption and of exaltation for the dead who had died without the gospel and the keys and preparations necessary for holy and perpetual converse with Jesus Christ? <clears throat> and with the spirits of or with the spirits of just men made perfect, and with the general assembly and church of the firstborn in the holy of holies, those from the dead. Again, how do the saints expect the necessary information by which to complete the ministrations for the salvation and exaltation of their friends who have died? Hold on. I guess this would be a good uh, point to point out something. This uh, servant that came to reveal all this stuff to John on the Isle of Patmos, 
uh, he was a, um, what do you call it? He was an angel. Okay, but he spoke as though he was Jesus Christ. But then when John goes to worship him, which means to bow down before him, he said, don't, don't do that. I'm, I'm a fellow servant like yourself. I'm, I'm a prophet. I'm one of the guys, right? Well, this shows us two things. The, the servants of God, when acting and giving a message, can act as God. That doesn't mean that that is them. And then the, the other thing, too, this whole idea that angels are some kind of other weird thing, nope. When we go into the spirit world, we become ministering spirits and angels. And that doesn't mean that we get to fly around and do all the, you know, the weird angel Catholicism things. That is taken out of paganism. That's not what an angel is. And uh, anyway, I'm going through Cat Scratch Gap by Wellington. And hello, Kim. Mom! Hello. Hello, God. Hello. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. I, oh, my yeah, gosh. I can't okay. Where you at? Well, I'm in the car, and I'm almost by the airport. Animal Fudge Day. <laughs> That's like so been? far away. Well, I've been with Lydia at a softball game that did not go the way we wanted it to. But then after we were thinking about it, we were thinking, hey, we get to go home early. So that's not so bad. <laughs> Yay. Now, if we had the soundboard up, we could do applause right now. Uh, we are trying to figure out how to make the soundboard thing work. Yes, except for it's pre-recorded and it's way better than that. So. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. Maybe a short time. What? Ah, uh, funny. Maybe she will go to bed on time. Hey, Emma. <laughs> yeah, everyone's home. Last okay. I knew, I told them all to stay in the living room, so they're somewhere. They're yeah, probably putting swimming there. suits on unicorns. <laughs> they're probably putting swimming swimming suits on unicorns again. Yes. <laughs> Not they're again. <laughs> yeah, they did that yesterday. They're like, Dad, look, the swimming suit fit on the big unicorn. So I'm like, so you got the swimsuit models. I got the evening gown wear because they were putting all of their dresses <laughs> and, 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 like, robes and stuff on them, like scarves and everything. So I had evening wear. And then you got bathing suit <laughs> models, yes. And then today uh, Eliza's unicorn was in a jogging suit. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what up for fun? <laughs> Yep. They're silly. Silly girls. Anyway, Emma, where are you at? Um, I am right before page 154. Um, yeah. Okay. 
All right. Only one more page until chapter nine. Okay, Okay. continuing. Um, I don't remember specifically where I was because you sort of cut me off, so I'm going to read from the last place I remember. Okay. Those from from the the dead. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, flips over three pages. Again, how do the saints expect the necessary information by which to complete the ministrations for their salvation, or for the salvation and exaltation of their friends who have died? By holding the keys of the oracles, revelations of God, as a medium through which the living can hear from the dead. Page 154. Shall we, then, deny the principle, the philosophy, the fact of communication between worlds? No, verily no. An important point is gained, a victory won, and a countless host of opposing powers vanquished, on one of the leading or fundamental truths of Mormon philosophy, uh, V-I-Z, that the living may hear from the dead, Journal of Discourses, Volume 2, 44-45. Today, many LDS church members say we should give a little or no heed to the dead prophets because we have a living prophet. This is a modern misconception, a fraud, a lie, and a most dangerous doctrine. Are those prophets really dead? Are Jesus and Joseph Smith no longer living? Are their teachings and doctrines worthless now because someone else is alive and holds a position of leadership? The fact is, Joseph Smith, along with all the previous prophets, is not dead. He is alive and well. He has not lost his priesthood, nor his interest and concern for mortals today. Furthermore, he continues to hold keys and power among this people as the head of this dispensation. It is still his right to direct and influence us if we but open the way to allow him to do so. Page 155, the end of chapter 8, beginning of chapter 9, the Lord's Anointed. Uh, this is actually a short chapter, only, oh, 11 pages long? <laughs> Are you there, anyone? Hello? Um, I just want to say that I almost did not hit a deer. <laughs> the first time <laughs> in my life... This is the first time in my life I have ever seen a deer stop and then go backwards, like literally walk backwards <laughs> in my life. So it was like over the white line, and it was like heading towards the yellow, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, and I would swim on my brakes, and then it actually walked backwards over the white line, and I was like, that is the first. Okay, so then I was thoroughly distracted, so I didn't have anything else to say. Sorry. <laughs> Are you there, Dad? Yeah, I was in the dip, but I am out of the dip now, so um, not okay, well, anything we're on... to say, but as usual, the guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. People who wish to call in to comment can do so. At this time, Emmett is going to preview the next chapter, and the chat room is available for people who don't want to come in the air. Also, I'm going to say this. If, while the music is playing at the end of the program, 
you want to call in, I will take you off the air and you can ask me your questions privately. I will do that. If we don't have callers, um, when the music stops, then the program will end. If you are a little bit fearful of calling in and being on a worldwide radio program, I completely, completely understand that. I used to call into Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie and Art Bell back in the day, and my heart would beat so much. I don't know why, because we're just having a little phone call that everybody in the world can hear. So, whatever. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm going to uh, <coughs> if there's anybody that calls in, if anybody does call in. Uh, and you want to come on the air live, that's great. Just push one. We'll see that you have raised your hand, and we will bring you on the air. But if you don't want to call in and be on the air, just stay on during the music, the piano music that I love, and, uh, and we'll get to you off the air. All right? Go ahead, Emma. Okay, so I'm looking at this next chapter, and it's a really short one in terms of, like, overall length. That's cool. Chapter 9, The Lord's Anointed, on page 155. Anoint, to put oil on as a sign of consecration, as in a religious ceremony. New International Dictionary, uh, Volume 1, page 61, or Chapter 1, verse 61. The Lord's anointed hold the keys of the priesthood, but do all those holding the priesthood become the Lord's anointed? Are only prophets, priests, and kings entitled to be the Lord's anointed? This chapter will try to provide answers to these questions. Prophets, priests, and kings. For a person to be classified as anointed of the Lord, it is another way of saying the man or a man is called of the Lord. Prophets are anointed, which means they are God's representatives on the earth. Paul said, Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 21 to 22. And John stated, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye not or ye need not that any man teach you. First John two twenty seven. And that's the end of the first page. That's page hundred and eighty six. I I do want to say one thing before we end the radio program. Uh well, Emmett, go ahead and refresh to the studio. Just to make sure we don't have any callers or in the chat room, make sure we don't have anybody asking questions there while I explain what anointed is. Okay. In Hebrew, the word anointed is Mashiach. In Aramaic, it is Messiah. And in Greek, it is Christ. Every piece of furniture in the temple, and all of the tools were anointed. They were Mashiach. So you can have many who are anointed who are called Mashiach, 
but you have a king messiah or mashiach who is the redeemer of the world and the second witness of the father and then the mashiach ben yosef is the second witness of the father who is anointed of the father but there are mashiachs under them and when in matthew chapter 24 it says that there are many false Christs. Most of the time, these guys do not believe that they are Jesus Christ. Most of the time, these false Christs are false Mashiachs. Are they who, have, uh, who claim to be anointed by God to deliver his message? And then they call themselves the oracles of God, which completely takes out like the definition and just screws it all up you know but whatever anyway so the other thing too um so they don't have a problem contradicting former revelation but they actually contradict well jesus christ and joseph smith uh but joseph smith said that if they contradict the bible the book of mormon or the doctrine and covenants you have to set them down as imposters because Truth doesn't change, you know, with differing presidents of, of a, the church or in time. Truth is, truth is truth eternal. It doesn't change. If they contradict former revelation, they might say, we have more light than they had then. I'm glad you think that, that you prove yourself to be false Christ or falsely anointed. And uh, and the other thing, too, okay, so after Heber J. Grant did what he did, with or where they stopped conferring priesthood, uh, they didn't have, a, it, it got worse and worse and worse over the years, where people were anointing people, but they didn't have the authority to anoint because they didn't have the priesthood. David O. McKay wanted to change it back, but the Quorum of the Twelve was like, nope. And they had to have a unanimous decision, so they had just left it alone. So now you've got a bunch of people running around who have been anointed, which takes priesthood authority, but they didn't have it, so they're falsely anointed. And then, on top of all that, uh, they decide instead of, so back in the day, you had baths, tubs in the Salt Lake Temple. You received your washings where you got cleaned off and then you got your anointings by the pouring on of oil. And then uh, over time, they're like, I don't know if they were like, let's listen to Satan because Satan has great ideas. He gives us revelations more than God does. So then they, they decided, oh, a dad will do. And now they don't even do that. So, uh, you know, all these people who are like, I've been anointed in my washings and anointings. Well, actually, no, you haven't especially when you looked at them and they did not have any oil on them and they anointed you with oil, but they didn't. You've been falsely anointed. So, anyway, I am going to leave it at that. Emmett, is there anybody uh, in the chat room that you saying hello world? Uh, nope. Not that I can tell. I said hello world. Anyone here? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, well, no one's called uh, in I, either. 
and that's fine. Oh. Uh, people don't have to call in if they don't want to, uh, you know, to ask questions, to push back on something that I said, to ask for clarification. You know, uh, the the blood is off my robes, and you can have it all you want. So. All right. Well, you know what? I think we're done with the program for today. We'll be back on tomorrow with, well, I don't know if we'll be back on tomorrow because mom and I are going to get chickens up in Salt Lake. So, I don't know. We'll see. I want to go. The next time we do, damn it. We don't want to scare the chickens. We would like to get them home and let them settle before they see you go to Mass. But I guess they taste like chicken. We like their eggs, not their necks. I want to get a kind of chicken I was reading about called an Ayam Kamani, or pronounced something like that. They're really cool. They're, like, completely black, completely, even their meat and their eggs. <laughs> Emmett? Uh-huh. Emmett. No, no. No. Sam, are you cool listening looking... to this drivel? Yes, I am listening to the banter. <laughs> Should we get an emo an emu for Emmett? An emu? Emu I want to write the emo. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy down no, emus are emus are taller and worse and more aggressive. Uh, what well, over there in that town by the post office that I'm talking about, they have an emo, don't they? It's not an emu. Um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Uh, an ostrich? Yeah, an emu? I don't know. It's not an ostrich. Yeah, it's an emu. I don't want an ostrich. The colors on ostriches and emus and rays are all different, although they are all rat types. I want either an ostrich or a ray because some of them have really good temperaments. I hear emus are just mean, though. <laughs> I want, like, okay. bigger birds because that sounds fun. Anyways. I am about to go into the void, so let's end the radio program for today and play the music. And everybody mute yourself. For Emmett, go ahead and mute everybody's phone. And then if we do have somebody call in during the music, I'll try to take the call on the other side of the music. So go ahead, Emmett. Thank thank you, everyone.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.